Chapter 1. Field Office Number 3. Nero fiddled while Rome burned, and nearly two thousand years later, in the city of Washington, D.C., distinguished guests at the brilliant reception given by Mrs. Glenna Hawkins danced to soft music and chatted idly of trivial things, and even while they laughed and chatted, newspapers were being hawked in the streets, newspapers carrying strange, black, disturbing headlines. Aztec Revolution Overturns Mexican Government Self-styled descendant of Montezuma makes self-emperor. The voices crying extras did not penetrate to gay guests in the home of Mrs. Hawkins. Indeed, few except two of the guests concerned themselves much with what was happening in Little Mexico. The two who were interested were none other than the American secretaries of war and of state, whose limousines were conspicuous among those parked outside Mrs. Hawkins' home. But those two gentlemen were not in evidence in the huge reception room, and the other guests naturally assumed that they were closeted somewhere, discussing weighty matters. So the gay reception went on. In New York City, a furtive man slunk out of the Times Square subway station, lingered a moment at the corner of 42nd Street and Times Square, glancing behind him frequently, as if he were fearful of being followed. He was a thin man, his hands were small, almost effeminate. His face was long, his features sharp, pinched with some sort of inward terror. He belonged, obviously, to one of the Latin races. His eyes strayed upward and across 42nd Street to the Times Building. There, high above the heads of the passing crowds, was the ingenious news strip consisting of an arrangement of electric light bulbs, by which the latest happenings all over the world were flashed before the eyes of passing New Yorkers. The electric light bulbs carried the illuminated words clear around the building, and the effect was that of a continuous sentence which could be read by anyone walking on any side of the tall Times building. Now the thin man seemed to shiver as he read the moving sentence that flashed around. Aztecs, in full control of Mexico, their leader names himself Montezuma III, declares war against the United States. Our president declares that United States troops will crush Aztecs within forty-eight hours. The little man shivered as he read, and mumbled to himself under his breath. He cast a last backward glance at the subway kiosk from which he had emerged into the street, then suddenly made up his mind, and turned to enter the drugstore on the corner. Behind him in the street, passing New Yorkers were reading further news items on the Times building, Thirteen persons reported killed in strange explosions in various parts of country, thought to be work of foreign sabotage agents. Method of bombings remains a mystery. The little man did not see these last news flashes, because he was already in the drugstore, crouched at one of the telephone booths. Had he not been so nervous, he might have noticed the man who had come out of the subway kiosk behind him and who had slid into a convenient doorway while he himself hesitated at the corner. Now the second man strolled casually past the drugstore, peered in, saw the other in the telephone booth. He walked by the drugstore entrance, disappeared down the street. The thin man, meanwhile, had inserted his nickel in the slot and dialed 211, the long-distance operator. He asked for a number in Washington, D.C., and two minutes later... He was speaking viciously into the transmitter. This, he said cautiously.